This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a crowd podcast. You're the maid. You knock on the hotel room door. On the other side is a rock star. She's in the cranberries. It's not the first time you've knocked on a rock star's door. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Muhammad Ali, they've all stayed at this hotel. This is the Hilton on Park Lane in London 2018. And you know what these rock stars are like? Up all night drinking, probably passed out now at nine in the morning. Sometimes the room is a mess, bedding everywhere, furniture upside down. Sometimes it's as neat as anything, and they're just sitting politely in bed, reading the newspaper and sipping on a coffee. But this morning, you have this strange feeling as you're knocking on the door. And this time, there's no answer. Hello, housekeeping? You wait. Still no answer. You pull out your keycard, put it in the lock. The door opens. There's evidence of a good night had the night before. Empty minibar bottles, a bottle of champagne. No sign of the guest in this room, not where you can see. You walk past the big double bed... It's unmade. There are some clothes on a chair, a few more of those miniature bottles left on the floor, empty. So this is where you start to feel nervous. Should you go into the bathroom? Should you check? You call out again. Hello? No answer. Should you look? The door is half open. You slowly reach out to push it. And there you see what you didn't want to see. A body in the bath. Sometimes it feels like rock stars see the end coming long before we do. They talk about it. Sing about it. They obsess about it, some of them. That's what Dolores O'Riordan can be like. She jokes in one interview that if her Catholic mum hadn't been strict when she was young, she'd probably be dead. 
Another time, she says, I hit the bottle. I kind of binge drink. That's my biggest flaw. It's like she knows. It's there on her shoulder most days. The drinking that starts for fun that keeps going. Lost hours, lost days. That's where the end begins for Dolores. In some ways, Dolores O'Riordan's death is the classic rock and roll story. Drowning in the bath in a hotel room, out of it, alone, lost. But then, she's a classic rock star. What her lyrics do to you, the energy and emotion in her voice, the troubles inside. With a life that shouldn't feel finished, even when it is. It's all passion and pain, her backstory. All old Ireland mixed in with the new. Her mother's a devout Catholic, so Dolores is brought up in the church. She plays the organ. She prays for love and help and salvation. Always that tension between being a good Catholic girl and wanting the other stuff, the stuff the other music brings. Dolores is either up or down, There's no steady, no in-between. She grows up in the countryside. She'll talk fondly about the innocence of Irish country living. But when she's seven, the family moves to a busier neighbourhood and the people round her don't notice what's going on. Her mum is busy working and her dad is stuck inside the house, unable to work because of an accident. Dolores is free to run around. Dolores is free to be taken advantage of. Something happens. Something she won't face for a long time. She doesn't really understand what's happening, but she understands suffering now. And she understands how to hold pain deep inside you. How to keep secrets from the people you love. That kind of pain doesn't go away. It stays with you, even though you don't want it to. It comes and goes for the rest of your life. When she's 12, Dolores thinks she's working out what to do with her life. She wants to be in a band. She starts writing song, plays the organ and sings in the church. She plays four nights a week with a choir of middle-aged singers. Mum Eileen kind of hopes Dolores will have some kind of career in the church. Maybe she'll even join the convent. Eileen is deeply religious. She sings hymns around the house. Amazing Grace, Ave Maria, Hallelujah. She even named her baby girl after Our Lady of Dolores and hopes that she will follow religion too. But Dolores has other plans. She starts writing poppy songs with lyrics about hopes and dreams, about being young and falling in love. And she discovers her voice. She uses the power of the chants and songs she hears in church, along with the heavy metal she hears from her big brothers, all five of them. It's a heady mix. It's also an unusual mix. It's not like anything most people have heard before. It's soft and gentle, then loud and strong. It's got range and depth. It's strong, yet vulnerable. It's Dolores. When you think of the Cranberries, you probably think of the song Zombie. A dark song, but still catchy. Makes it to number one all over the place. 
We'll come back to that song, but the stuff that makes that possible hits that open the door. When she's 17, Dolores has a crush on a boy, a local lad, and they kiss. A first kiss. Sweet, tender, a little bit sloppy, and a little bit magical. She can't believe it. Is this what love might feel like? She thinks they're together now, and the next week she can't wait to see him again. She has to wait until the weekend to be allowed to go to the local club. Usually she has to be taken there by her older brothers, still protective, even though she's nearly a grown-up. It's a dark, sweaty nightclub in town, disco lights and sticky floors, couples snogging in the corners. Dolores hasn't had much experience with boys. Her mum has scared her enough to know not to get pregnant young and ruin her life. But this night, as she sees the boy approaching her, she can't help but get excited. Is he her boyfriend now? What will she say to him? How do you even do this? Be cool, but let them know you like them too. The music pumps out. She can feel the bass in her chest and her heart beating just a little bit faster. And as she watches him approaching, she smiles, tries to catch his eye. Why isn't he looking at her, smiling? Because he's looking at someone else. He walks straight past her. Straight past her, and he asks to dance with her friend. Wait, what? What just happened? Dolores can't believe it. Is this what love feels like? Crushed. By her crush. And so when she auditions for the band, the Cranberry Sauras, they send her away with a song to write some lyrics to. And it pours out of her. I'm in so deep. You know I'm such a fool for you. You got me wrapped around your finger. Linger becomes one of their most famous songs. It's a simple song, a few simple chords, really. And the story is simple too. Young love, heartbreak, rejection. The perfect pop portrait. A song that everyone knows. A song everyone remembers. When she's 17, Dolores is still being bought pretty dresses by her mum. She's not allowed to wear makeup. By the time Dolores writes Zombie just a couple of years later, she's into heavy eyeliner and Doc Martin boots. Here's peak era Dolores. She's got short hair, a crew cut for a while, then a pixie cut. Earrings all the way up one ear, at least 10. Shapeless dresses or boiler suits. She looks hard around the edges she is. The innocent country girl is gone for now. We'll find her again later. Linger is light and dreamy. There are strings and a softness to it. It's like Dolores can almost see the funny side to what happened. Who cares now? I'm a singer in a rock band. I've played a gig at the Royal Albert Hall. But Zombie moves us into darker territory. Heavy, distorted guitars and a bass line that's all darkness and menace. The cranberries using the power of quiet and loud. Her voice starts softly, wavering. But by the chorus, she's almost barking at you, almost yodeling if that can be a good thing. And then you feel the pain inside her. Even though she knows it's not her pain to feel. 
Zombie is a song about two kids who were killed by an IRA bomb in 1993. Dolores has gone from writing about teenage love to children dying. Life has got more complicated for her. The British fans and the press think Linger and the first album is poppy and light. Maybe that's what the fans in other parts of the world love about it. But by the second album, with Zombie and other songs like Empty, Dolores feels like she's got something to prove. To everyone. That's where we'll pick things up, after this short break. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Hello, it's Tom Fordyce here. I'm one of the writers on Death of a Rockstar, and I do hope you're enjoying the series. I wanted to tell you about better help. Now, we all carry around different stresses in life, big and small. A lot of the people I wrote about for this series absolutely did. And as we know, if we keep those stresses bottled up, it can impact us negatively. That's where therapy can be great. Therapy isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. It can help you understand the way your brain works and why you feel a particular way. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's all online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Rockstar listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash rockstarpod. That's betterhelp.com slash rockstarpod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dolores is the front woman in a band of men. Don't get me wrong, they're kind, gentle men. She's one of the gang. She and Noel Hogan write the songs together. But she is the only woman, and the fans notice this. It's not something Dolores feels comfortable with, this tension. Imagine you're up on the stage. It's loud, there are fans screaming. They're tugging at your dress, pulling you. It's exciting and it's scary at the same time. Are they grabbing me just to touch me, to feel what I'm feeling? Are they moved by my songs? Or do they want more of me? Are they trying to touch parts of me? You pull away from them, turn your back, dance along the stage. It's hot and intimidating in there. You're loving singing this music, belting out your songs and your lyrics. This is where you'd always plan to be. But you didn't realise how much people would want of you. Dolores doesn't like it, the male attention. She doesn't want to be a sex symbol. She doesn't want them to think about sex. She wants to disappear, to be androgynous, 
to not be anything except the music. In fact, Dolores doesn't like fame altogether. Being famous doesn't help her with the ups and downs in her life. Stories appear about her in the press, and they're not true. Even though she knows there's nothing she can really do about it, it upsets her. She doesn't understand why they have to write stories like that about her, or why they have to write about her at all. It sometimes makes her bullish and defensive in interviews like a cornered animal. Why are they asking me this question? How are they going to interpret it? It's probably why she keeps the secrets inside her for so long. There's no way she's going to have a story about her childhood all over the front pages. For years, this is how Dolores lives a life. The Cranberries sell 17 million copies of their second album. 17 million. They eat, sleep, work, repeat. They see America, Japan, Australia, Indonesia, New Zealand. Dolores feels happy. She feels sad. Touring can make her homesick, stop her eating. There are the highs of performing her songs, writing new songs, bonding with the band. And the lows of all that energy that goes into singing those songs, with the power and emotion that you know they deserve. And Dolores isn't really dealing with what's causing her pain. She doesn't really understand why she's so up and down. Why does she feel so happy sometimes on top of the world, like she can do anything? Hypermanic. And then weeks later, she comes crashing down. It's all she can do to crawl out of bed onto the sofa and lie there. A darkness descends on her and she doesn't really understand where it's coming from. There's a happy interval in Dolores' life, which we'll come to in a moment. A place where she finds the peace she's been looking for. But after, as middle age creeps closer, the darkness comes down upon her. It's lonely and hopeless down there, so painful that she wants it to end. She tries to take her own life, but it doesn't work. She thinks, I'm not even good enough to do that right. And here's where it all comes together, where some of the answers lie. When she's nearly 40, Dolores' dad dies. She absolutely adores him. He's devastated he's gone. But not only is her dad gone, but she knows there's something, someone, she's going to have to face at his funeral. She never wanted this moment to come. Her palms are sweaty. She's been having nightmares, playing out scenarios in her head. And there he is, standing there in his coat. The family friend who abused her as a child for year after year, from the age of eight into her teens and beyond. That's the secret she can't speak about. That's the pain she can't let go. He looks at her. She looks back, feels like she's half smiling, half grimacing. He strolls over. She feels like she might be sick. Her mouth is so dry. I don't want to have to do this. And then he's there, in front of her. I'm sorry, 
He said it. He meant it. He looked like he meant it. She nods. She looks around the church at all those people there for Adar. People who loved him, who love her. And she nods. There's something Dolores says to herself when the suicide attempt fails. I'm meant to stay on this earth for my children. That's what she believes. And the kids are what bring Dolores home to herself. The happy interval in her busy life. She loves being a mum. She starts young, for a rock star at least, at 25, and has three kids, plus a stepson with husband Don. She says that when he's home with the kids, she can just be her, just be mum, with no expectations, no one asking questions or analysing her. She finds it freeing and calming. It helps with the ups and downs of life. It's where she finds the country girl inside again. She and her husband live in Canada for a while. She brings up the kids away from the British press. The Cranberries have split up by now. It's all friendly. They're just having a rest. They're seeing their families and writing their own stuff. She already has a greatest hits album out with the band. They've written five albums. It's just time to take a break. Maybe that's the one steady time, not a down or an up, just an okay. But it's never steady for long. When she's 43, Dolores and Don get divorced after 20 years together. She's up now, really, really up. She gets on a plane and starts shouting, get away from me, don't tell me what to do, what to think. I'm an icon, I'm the queen of Limerick. She treads on the foot of an air hostess and spits at a police guard, and she's arrested for air rage. Dolores isn't really sure what happened, and she is mortally, mortally embarrassed. She wasn't drunk. She wasn't high. Except she was high, just not on drugs. And she finally gets what she's needed all this time. Help. She sees a psychiatrist and is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. The main symptom of bipolar disorder is mood swings. You can feel really up one minute and really down the next. Dolores is so relieved that she can finally fully understand who she is and what she's been feeling. She has some things she can talk about and work with, and she can move forward with her life in a positive way. And so up, in a good way, is where Dolores is at the end of her life. Not dangerously up, happy up. She's clean, she's motivated, she's well. She's medicating against the ups and downs of being bipolar. She's come to terms with her mental illness and divorce from Don. She's been trying to avoid the booze. And she's making music again with the cranberries. The day before she dies, Dolores emails her friend and her forever writing partner Noel with some new songs. She's excited about them being in the studio again and she's up for trying out touring again when she can. 
She's had back problems that meant she had to cancel a few Cranberries tours after they first got back together. But you can't keep a good girl down. Dolores is in control of her life, as much as she can be. Fame is still there. The newspapers are still ready to write stories about her. Some of the shame has lifted about her abuse. She's finally opened up to a journalist about what happened when she was just eight. But the images still come to her sometimes. She still sometimes has to drink them away. She's also found new love. She's bought a house back home in Limerick. She's excited about the next stage of her life. So where does it go wrong in that hotel room? She's in London to record her vocals on Zombie again, this time for a cover for a band called Bad Wolves. She leaves a voicemail at one in the morning for a friend, Dan Waite. Dan is working with the Bad Wolves and Dolores is excited to get going. That voicemail later finds its way onto tabloid news website TMZ. The press pursuing her. Even after her death. It's weird listening to it now. She sounds so upbeat, so happy. It's true she might have had a drink or two. But she's back in the zone, she's feeling the music. Until the bath. And the booze. And the maid. The inquest signs it off as a tragic accident. She drinks a lot and somehow ends up in the bath, her nose and mouth just under the water. But the questions remain. Why does she climb in there with her pyjamas on? What kind of state of mind is that guest, that rock star, in? What is she doing all that time? A few answers. She's drinking, making a few phone calls, she calls her ma too, Eileen. After it all, her mum looks for solace in God, for guidance. Eileen gets a priest to her daughter's body in the morgue, and she hopes that Dolores knew she was loved in that hotel room in January 2018, that maybe she feels protected by her spirit, her faith, her mother's faith. She's a classic rock star and a good Catholic girl, all mixed into one. So she dies in a classic rock star way. But she's remembered in both ways. Ave Maria plays at Dolores' funeral. Hail the Lord, the Lord is with thee. And the Cranberries song, I miss you when you're gone. And that's the story of Dolores O'Riordan. It was written by Joe Newsom and performed by me, Emma Clark. Our editor was Charlie Frost. For a search, we used interviews with Dolores in The Independent and Irish Independent, The Irish Times, The Telegraph and The Guardian newspapers. We also included lyrics from the Cranberry songs Linger and When You're Gone. The music is from our partners at BMG Production Music. If we had to pick three Cranberries tracks to listen to right now, we'd say Linger, 
the song that captures the band's youth and rise to fame, Dreams, one of the band's most successful songs which shows off Dolores' unique voice and, in the end, as a fitting tribute at the end of Dolores' life. Is this your first episode? We've got others we hope you'll enjoy just as much. There are ones about soul legend Otis Redding, rock god Michael Hutchins, and, maybe the most touching of all, George Michael. And before I go, I want to tell you about another Crowd Network series called Death of a Sports Star. We love it, and you might too. If you love the story of Kobe Bryant, maybe try the one about American maverick Payne Stewart. Thanks for listening. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Hey you, did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.